0: And we're on. Welcome back yep. to the Beer Club p-
1: podcast. This week I'm joined by Junior. Junior, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Feeling feeling really excited to um to be on this podcast.
0: No, good. And please, please you agree to come on. I know um Junior, we connected via Instagram. I know you've got a, a really, really good page where you're sharing your journey into fatherhood with your little boy. And that's yep. where we sort of cross paths if you will well both pages and um yeah no, am pleased you've uh you've agreed agreed to come on thank you thank you yeah uh, look, normally one of the, one of the first things we always do on dad's beer club is check what everybody's drinking for this evening but i'll be completely <laughs> honest i'm i'm i've been on tea for the last couple and i'm i'm still on that's the tea <laughs> that's a good
1: choice i mean i've Keeping it simple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'll be going to bed soon and try and keep myself hydrated.
0: No, that's it. Um, I've I just brought one of them, you know, massive, like uh, two, oh, yeah, three, yeah, three yeah. or four liter jugs that
1: has the time yeah. on it throughout the day. Do you know what? I think that used to that came out around I think two or three years ago, and everyone used to have that. I'm just like, yeah. you know, it's it's not a deal. If you're gonna drink water, just buy just buy water, not mm. having this. Water. <laughs> Well, it does help, though. It does. No, I've got. Keep you motivated.
0: I have, I have this. I carry it around everywhere.
1: I mean, do you do you finish it? Um, Mostly, yeah. I mean, that's good.
0: That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of not drinking enough water. So (laughs) this has
1: really helped me out uh, with just having it around. I think. Yeah. I, I no, did I have that no I didn't have that. Um, I used to work at a job, um, in the cafe, and we used to be close to um, where they serve the food, and the counter was really really hot. And I thought you know I feel like I'm therefore getting dehydrated, so I set myself just go. So I would buy every day I would buy like a two liter bottle of water from the shop yeah. on my way to work, and my aim is to finish that. But obviously, the downside of that is that I have to go to the toilet like, yeah. like, like literally, it was so crazy. Like to the point that my my wee was pure, was was transparent, like it was pure. I was just like, oh, this is good, <laughs> but at the same time, not so good.
0: Yeah. So, Junior, just before we get in, I thought I'd just um, touch base on something that's been going on. Did Did you watch the Meghan and Harry interview on Monday?
1: I still haven't watched it. No, you not watched it. I think I you must be the only one in the country that hasn't. I, I, I won't be surprised. Still haven't. My wife, <laughs> my wife actually watched it today, and I think for me, when I get home in the evening, my evenings are so busy. I'm just like I don't yeah. have time. to spend on the two hour interview, I think that's what's putting me off. It's, it's yeah. two hours.
0: Yeah, I, I've been consumed by it. Be be honest, my wife watched it. I, I say my wife watched it. I watched it as well, to be completely honest. But um, I I've just started cycling so when i'm on my bike i have like youtube clips on and it's on autoplay so it just spins through the videos and it's just been harry and megan
1: harry and megan every every video that's come on we literally it's been everywhere wow i mean i guess yeah i'm therefore one of them ones that haven't i haven't seen it no yeah i mean yeah i will see maybe sometime this weekend yeah
0: because yeah. I didn't think there was that many that much revelation. I think there's, a, there's people have been
1: getting a little hyped up about not a lot, really. I, I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. Like, think thinking back now, just based on what I've heard so far, it's just yeah, it's not there's nothing really new apart from I guess the racist this um, remarks and um, mm. um, yeah, I think that would be the only thing that's surprising. I, yeah. I guess the other stuff would be them getting into details about what actually the structure of yeah. of the real family and stuff like that yeah apart from that it was just it's quite basic yeah the, the race the racist
0: remarks i think i i think that just depends on the context of the conversation doesn't it because mm-hmm. i'm i'm brown my, my mom's dark my dad's white so i'm mixed race my mm-hmm. wife is irish so she's super white yeah so when, <laughs> <laughs> when, when we were having hours, we would have conversations like, oh, I wonder what it's going to look like. You know, that's mm. just, just curiosity, I suppose. Yeah. So I guess it just, it's
1: the context, isn't it, that's important? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and I guess I, in this day and age, that's just um, a sensitive issue. And, and yeah. I guess the issue was that, you know, there was a lot of going around going around um, with Harry and Megan um, and, I think that was sort of just like an icing on the cake for them you know for someone to actually bring that up in the conversation yeah. although it might not even like you said it might not be that much of a big deal it could have just you know been a comment but no there's no um there's no negative remarks that went alongside it but then again we would never know no you know. no
0: Cool, Junior. So, look, let's dive straight in. One of the things we always do at the beginning of this podcast is just go right back to the start. So, growing up, what was it like for Junior? What was family life like? What Was your relationship like with your dad? Um, that sort of thing.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I grew up in Nigeria, so I was born, I was born and raised in Nigeria. Um, came to the UK when I was around the age of seventeen. So, um. Okay. So most of my well my childhood was was um all in Nigeria. Um yeah, just yeah, it's going back in time now, really. To <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, growing up was, was um how would I describe it? It's it's sent, it's certainly very different to what I can sort of like imagine now because you know, I guess I live in a different country now and I can't really see things the way things are right now in Nigeria. So it's totally different. So I was going to uh, say,
0: is it probably a silly question, but is it much different to
1: kids growing up here than kids oh, yeah. growing up over there? Oh, yeah, there's a big, there's a big, big difference. You know, um, like there most people are, are safe places, so My dad was um, a, a taxi driver um so really and truly for him you know he always get up early in the morning because i guess then the the more hours you work the more likely you are to i guess make more money um and so there's just there's so it's a lot of difference so in terms of like even seeing my dad in the morning sometimes i don't get to see my dad in the morning before he goes to work okay um, sometimes he comes home for lunch um but then obviously then i'm at work on the days when i'm Sorry, is um, them at my school, yeah. Uh, during holiday time, I mean, get to see him uh, when he comes home for lunch, or I see him later in the evening when he gets yeah. home. Um, but it's it's totally different from, from anything here in the UK. Um, the childhood experience is very different. You're more you're more free in a sense as a child. Um, there's no there's no restraint, you know, as long as you do what you need to do at home. So you don't get in trouble when you get home a little bit too late. So um, it was, yeah, it was, it was always fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I really answered the questions because I think there was <laughs> more than one question. <laughs>
0: yeah. was it? Are you from a big family, Junior, or small so family?
1: Family of of I mean, are we family of five. Yeah, five, five. Yeah, I'm I'm the only boy, and I'm the second to last. Wow, so, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. Brought up in a house of women, really. Yep. 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 So, what was that like? Do you know Yeah. Looking back now, I think I enjoyed it because I was almost the prince of the home. Like, my mom wouldn't let anything touch me, you know. Oh. Um, I was just, yeah, I was I was a favorite. And I, and yeah, my sisters were jealous. <laughs> yeah. You know, that always happened. Yeah. Did, did you all move at 17, junior,
0: or just a couple of you, or what?
1: No, so my um my older sister she moved to the UK and um and she brought me to the UK and that was just because of um um stuff that was just happening around me in Nigeria uh with my friends and stuff. So it was quite you know, as sh- you get older, your families are more more um more worried about you, not knowing what's gonna yeah. happen and um you know and I see. I see where they were coming from. Um, although it was just like you know, like ten years ago. But looking back, I'm just like, I'm I'm grateful for for what they did because I can see my friends now and what they're into. And it could have been yeah, I could have easily gone that path because you know you're more more likely to be like your friends because most of them yeah they, they all do the same thing.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Are you talking like? gang stuff and
1: getting in trouble that way some of them went into yeah. that sort of stuff but personally looking back i don't think i would have been that sort of a person but at the same time it's just it's just the influence you know some of them are into like criminal activity and stuff like that and i don't oh, think gosh. anyone is above that you know it just takes someone to try it once and then just keep on going well yeah i mean it sometimes
0: it's well in fact a lot of the time it's not it's, it's less to do with um, the person and more about the environment you brought up in, you know, mm. uh, you know, I, I've got friends, you know, who were brought up on quite a rough, a rough estate in, mm. in Grantham, Lincolnshire. and Some of them went off on routes, bad routes, but it's just, that mm. you, I think you, you become a product of your environment and that can happen anywhere, whether it's here, it's in Nigeria, America, France, wherever you are, you know if if the the area you've grown up in no matter what you're like as a person it could always you could always end up doing
1: something that gets you into trouble i guess that's definitely true i mean I, I agree with that and i've seen it countless of time and even in in a very in a very short time that i've spent in the uk um i've i've seen i've seen that as well you know then excuse me the environment your environment plays a big, big, big part of your upbringing. Um, you know, people always say, no, it's your school, or it's this, it's that. But, you know, the environment plays a big part.
0: Yeah, you yeah, know, it does, 100%. 100. And you see it, you see it so, so many times. With If you look at, like, people in America, right? Mm. So, did, did you ever see the case of, um, what was his name? Hernandez, there was a Netflix program, The American Footballer. He got done yeah. for he got done for murder, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. obviously, young man, um grown up to become a patriot, earning millions yeah. and millions of pounds, but just couldn't escape that yeah lure of what he grew up with and the people yeah. he had around him and it ended up taking him down the down the down the wrong yeah.
1: path. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, as as a dad, I think for me that I have a boy, it's one of the the um I don't know, I think it's one of the difficult things at being a dad of when you have a young or it's when you have a son, really to be honest, that do not have to think yourself more mm. worried about. I mean you'll be worried about you'll be worried either way if you have a girl or a boy, but yeah there are some certain um prob- problems, but like things you need to be aware of when you have a boy and there are some yeah. things when you have a girl. And for me definitely, I would you know my main aim right now is to try and protect my child as much as possible um just like the way my parents tried to uh, to protect me yeah yeah yeah
0: so seventeen you said moving to the UK was that yeah. was that much of a culture shock the difference coming here to go in there
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I'm just gonna say right yeah I'm still I'm still trying to adjust uh. Um, I- the channel trying just is it, it's crazy. I mean I'm married and stuff. You still think you'll think that oh yeah, you'll be fine by now. Now <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so so different. It's so different. I can't I can't even explain it. Um it's it's so different to the fact that um to the point that even when I, I went to Nigeria two years ago for for a an holiday and I, I even felt out of place in a sense because I just you almost sort of lose yourself in a sense. You don't really yeah. know who you are anymore. Although I've spent more of my life in Nigeria, well, just maybe seven years more now than I have in the UK. But still, there's just so much difference that you, yeah, like like I said, you almost you lose yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: So I guess growing growing up,
0: did you know that you wanted to be a dad? Did you know? Did you want to have family
1: um i mean it depends on when yeah i mean still quite young so I think, <laughs> I think i think for some people i don't think i don't think that was something that i was thinking about when i was um when i was young i believe at the point where i started thinking more about being a dad and um being married was, I think when I was around the age of 17, 18, Yeah. and I, I believe for me, all right at that time, I always had in my mind that I want to get married when I'm young, in my 20s. Um, okay. Lizzie actually said, when I'm, I, I want to get married by the time I'm 24, and I actually got married when I was 23, and it was just crazy because... Um, well, why, why was that? Because obviously
0: a lot of young men sort of pushed getting married back to, you know, later yeah, in the... You know, and young, yeah. young guys, they, they like to go out, they do all sorts of
1: nonsense,
0: but yeah. you're thinking,
1: no, I want to get married early. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, my religion did play a big part. But just before that, I would say, I, I guess I wasn't really exposed to that sort of lifestyle because I think sometimes okay. when you sort of have it, you've had a taste of something, it's quite difficult to refrain from it. So I think I was sort of, saved from sort of lifestyle. And you know, you will think that if you've experienced that, you know, sort of the pleasure and the freedom you have from doing certain things as, as a single guy, it's yeah. quite, it gets quite difficult to, to feel, um, to settle down later, to later on, you feel like, no, I'm not ready yet. But I can still have the fun that comes with, you know, being married and stuff like that. Yeah. And for me, you know, as a Christian, it's just, the right thing to do is to obviously get married um when you, when when you can and where when where it is possible. Um and um yeah but I would even say even before that I wasn't before, even when I had a desire to say I want to get married when I was, you know, 20, 24, I wouldn't say I was even a Christian then, but it was just something that I had I thought, you know what is is such a beautiful thing to try and and raise um children up in the in the home whereby there's stability and structure yeah 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 yeah.
0: so um i think you just said you wasn't really a christian christian then did you not grow up in the in the christian faith or you did
1: yeah i would i would say i grew up like in a christian home um yeah you know mom and dad always um telling us to go to church even though they would they wouldn't go to church but (laughs) I, i guess for them the moral aspect of being of Christian as, is, um, as something that, you know, any parents would, would cherish whether you're yeah. whether they're Christians or not. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that also sort of helps with my mind frame in a sense, um, yeah. my frame of mind. So yeah, it, it would, it would have helped. Um, but yeah. 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 I,
0: I it's very, I, I'm a, I'm a Catholic group, mm-hmm. you know, um, Italian family. So, Catholic is what we are always going to be. Yeah. Um, and very, very much like you were, you know, when we, when we grew up, I went to, you know, Catholic school and we were going to church. You did communion, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But then I sort of lost my way a little bit. I would say probably 18 to 27 before I started to get faith back again. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of young people go through that. I think they get it rammed into them as they're young. Mm They lose it a little bit, stop going to church, all that stuff, and then ultimately Mm -hmm. they come back to it. They tend to do that a little bit later into the twenties, but
1: that's that was certainly my journey. Yeah, and I think for me, what also helped me is that when I came to the UK, it's crazy, man. I mean, when I when I first came, again, you're just you're you're new to this world, you're new to a new country, you don't know the ins and outs, and. You can easily find yourself in the wrong place again. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up when well, no, I grew up when I when I came to the UK, I was living in a place called Peckham in South, yeah, South no, Peckham. In London. And obviously <laughs> Peckham is known for being Peckham, in it. Yeah. So <laughs> um, but thankfully uh, I then I think someone spoke to me, someone from a church that was just literally a street um a street just next to our street so they invited me to the church and I started going there like literally I think two or three weeks after I came to the UK so that sort of stayed me into into the right path because um if if they weren't that guardian so that sort of like shelter in a sense whereby I was able to have you know some people I could call friends I think it would have been a different story for me.
0: Yeah because I mean I know Peckham I I I, I lived in Beckton Becton for a little bit in East London oh, actually I live um, near
1: Beckton now actually oh do yeah. you yeah so be in um, back in riverside
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I was down there for a couple of years so I know all too well what it's what it can be like mm-hmm. um and like we were saying at the start you know you can you can you, you your environment you can go one or two ways and luckily for you 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 went to, to the church and that obviously helped steer you onto a, onto a better path
1: because yeah. yeah, you know, you could have easily gone the other way. It's definitely, yeah, it, it was, yeah, there was, um, it was, a, it was a free world word for me and it was, um, somewhere where.
0: So how was that adapted? So I think you said you came here with
1: your sister, your older sister. Did you know anybody was, else? Here yeah, or? No, I didn't know anyone. I was, so you know, a seventeen-year-old, you know, in, in London that doesn't know anyone—it's so easy to get. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sorry, it's not—it's not coming to me. But it's so easy to get. Um, come on, recruited into like different stuff. Obviously, like criminal activities in London. Yeah. And, you know, it's very popular with youngsters. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, I think you said you got married at twenty-three.
1: Yeah, just before I turned 24. So, so when, did
0: you, when did you meet your
1: partner? So um, I met my partner at my so my old local church. Um, so we met at the age of, I think, 18 it was. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So we met at the age of 18 and yeah, <laughs> funny experience. Um, but it's just crazy. Ever since the first time, you know, you know I sort of set my eyes on her just, for you know, I like this girl. But at the same time, felt like I wasn't being intimidated by her. Like, you know, I was this fresh, fresh guy from Nigeria trying to chat up a British girl. like, thinking in my head, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, but I just, you know, I thought, you know, I liked, I liked her. I liked her personality, and I just thought, you know what, well, just be cool, you know, be a be her friend, and um, just, just be yourself. And and I, yeah. and I guess that's. That's one thing she said she she liked about me was the fact that you know just was just being myself. I wasn't pretending to be anyone else. No, yeah. No. Um,
0: was was having kids always something that was on the card? Did you guys ever talk about having kids?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, having to, yeah, having children. I mean, yeah, it was it was our so sort of yeah main main priority. You know, and I guess for us as as a family, you know, we just when you, when you get married or when you're thinking of be, being with someone, that's, that's one of your, your first priority, I guess. Um, yeah, I, obviously the other stuff, um, attached to, you know, to marry to marriage, we did, um, my wife was pregnant in 2018. Now we, we had a late miscarriage, um, meant to be having a, a girl, but we had a late miscarriage and, you know, um, thankfully we, you know, able to um, you know, fall pregnant again. And then we have, you know, we had our son last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was always been something we we really wanted to, but it was quite, it was quite um, tricky because, you know, we thought, you know, we are still young. We have to go the best years of our life ahead of us. Why don't we enjoy ourselves? And, you know, we're married yeah. we and do everything we want to do. Maybe when you're getting close to your 30s, then you think about having your first child. Yeah. Um, but I mean, personally, I would I would think in some sense that can, that can be selfish in a sense, because you're thinking about yourself. You're, mm-hmm. you're saying that I'm going to do this for myself and then maybe later on, right, then I can do X, Y, Z. Um, but as a Christian, our, our, my, our perspective is different. You know, um, I can't see why I can't enjoy myself if I have a child. Yeah. Or if I have children, you know, it's still possible to enjoy yourself. It just depends on what sort of enjoyment you're, you're talking it's about. Different.
0: It's just different. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, spending time with my little boy, I, just, I absolutely love it. You know, we took, we took him away when he was one, just before he was one, we took him on holiday. Um, The, the airplanes are a bit of a nightmare with children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, we, I went away with a one of my friends who's got kids. So mm-hmm. rather than going away with the boys, we went
1: as families. And you yeah. still
0: have a great time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's something some um, a single person cannot really, they can't really on that in a sense. They can't really think that you can have fun as a parent, which is quite, I guess, it's... It's also how the society portrays it as well. It's also how how they've seen other other people's experience. But at the same time, you make a marriage. You know what you want your marriage to be. Um, what you want your family life to be like. And uh, my wife, I would say, she's always pushing us to, to to enjoy life as much as we can. Obviously, within our our budget or within a reasonable means. You know, I wouldn't yeah. want to go into uh, into um. Debt because I want to have fun or anything like that but yeah it's still it's still possible to live the life you you want to live you yeah. know being a dad or being a parent
0: you mentioned um a late miscarriage how how did you guys cope with that how did you adapt to that um,
1: that? <laughs> that was um that was not something we we planned for uh it was not oh. something we, we thought would would ever happen to us um it was um it was, yeah, it was a crazy time. Um, I, I didn't know how to, to react to it. I didn't know how to feel, to feel strong, to feel weak or to feel vulnerable. It was just, my head was just all over the place. You know, it, didn't, it did impact our marriage in a lot of ways, um, but both positive and negative ways. Um, but one thing I would really say is that it did sort of made our, our marriage more more stronger. Um, and um, yeah, I think coping make the coping mechanism for me was just having people around me who who really supported me. Um, that 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 really helped. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't easy, especially because it was um, uh, it was a very late miscarriage, so it was yeah, it was very, very hard. <laughs> yeah. that,
0: and because d- I've had a, a lot of guys on here that have had have been through that and they have miscarriages um, and one of the things they always say uh, we've touch wood we've we've been fortunate we've never we've never been down that route um, mm-hmm. but a lot of the guys I've had on here that have had had miscarriages what well, the one thing they always say is that nobody asks dad like how how am I do- how are you doing like how are you mm-hmm. coping with it it's always mom and you know which is obviously you want your wife to be looked after um, but no one really asks about how the, the father's doing. And sometimes, you know, that can be as traumatic for, for the men,
1: not mm-hmm. physically,
0: but mentally, mentally um, yeah. c- can be as traumatic as en- f- 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 for both. And yeah. uh, maybe there needs to be a little bit more light, shone on the fact that men struggle with that sort of stuff too.
1: It's definitely true. Um it was crazy. I think around that time, you know, I was just even just searching you know, on the internet, like where where do men get help from? You know, you know, men men that have experience of yeah, similar stuff. Um, I, I think for me, you know, I managed I managed to speak to some some brothers, at my local church who've gone through similar experiences, and you know that that really helped. Um, you know, and I, I knew I had people or someone that can actually understand how i'm feeling um you know then again like you said it i think because it's, it's almost like when a woman is carrying a child it's it's saying that it's it's her child um i guess people forget that you know this is to have a child it needs to have person a and person b yeah and when something happens to that child <laughs> it's gonna affect yeah, um, both both parties. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely true. It's just, I guess it's just another taboo in our society that the, the man shouldn't feel um, yeah. the pain. In a sense, you, you know, you we almost thought to feel like we have to be there for our wife because our wife, are, you know, the women women are weaker. But it's not always the case. Sometimes I've I've read stories online about the men even suffering more than the women. Um, yeah. Which, you know,
0: yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And it, it comes back to that. Um, you know, that image of men in society is that uh, men are strong, and we are, you know, with nothing phases us. And mm-hmm. you know, he'll be all right. You know, you know, yeah. you, you know. Sometimes you go to your mates, and you could even say, "Oh, you look." You could look down, and your mates would be like, oh, "We can get cheer up, mate." Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's the way men are drilled to be they're not they're not they're not drilled to show any vulnerability at all mm-hmm. uh, and, and and i think that's what causes a lot of men's mental health problems is the fact that a lot of the time they do bottle it up and they because they're, they're afraid to show that vulnerability and you know mm-hmm. you, you only have to look at the statistics on like things like suicide right Yep. 75 percent of all suicides are men
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: is because Men, uh, this isn't the only reason, but the pressure that a lot of men feel to be that alpha male in this in this society, I think, is often. Yeah. It it can often be uh, it become overwhelming, and I think Mm -hmm. by shining a light and and allowing people to be vulnerable and not being laughed at for for being upset or you know Mm -hmm. being being feeling down it's okay to feel down and I think the more that message is put out in the world I think the better we better we'll
1: be for it yeah uh, I absolutely mm-hmm. agree um it's definitely true it's definitely true yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um so look um first first but
0: boy Jonas isn't it
1: yeah yeah, yeah jo- okay really. so
0: talk to us about that so um how did you find out <clears throat> your partner was pregnant
1: um so she um you know, I don't know, I think it's always crazy. Obviously, when you first have, when you, with our first pregnancy, you know, you're scared like, oh, you know, you don't you don't know how to feel, to feel scared or to feel happy. I was just in between and, and with Jonah, it's just crazy because I thought, oh, yeah, I've had this experience before, so I'm, I'm probably going to be fine. I'm going to be looking forward to it, especially because we were actively trying, so it wouldn't have come as a surprise or a shock to us, but it's just... You still have that knock in the back of your like are you are you sure you're ready are you sure you you want you want to be a dad now um <clears throat> uh,
0: Junior, and, how how far between miscarriage and trying again
1: um so i think we we, we started like just as soon as my wife healed up um you know from from um from the miscarriage so it was around probably I would say two months after. Okay. Yeah, two months after. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It it was. Yeah, like I said, I, I didn't know how to feel. Um, uh, because again, you're having that fall in the back of your head. You know, are you ready? Um, and again, the fear of what happened before is that yeah. going to happen again? That that ran through my through ideal pregnancy. It's, it's crazy. Um. Like, did, we'll that,
0: did, that, did that give you like anxiety about or oh, yeah. i suppose for your wife um <laughs> you know I, I i just relate that back to so i had a i had a heart attack uh, oh wow what are we how old am i now 36 when i was 27 so um you know nine years nine years ago and um i just remember after that for for, for like you know Good twelve months, literally. I would notice any change on my body, like the slightest little thing, and I'd be wow. at the doctors, and I'd be like, "Wow, this doesn't feel right," or "That doesn't feel right," yeah, because yeah. you become hypersensitive to well, the situation. So right. I imagine, from your your wife's point of view, she was probably very similar to that.
1: Yeah, we were both very anxious. Like we would go to our scans, and because of what happened before, we were being monitored every. Two weeks, I believe. So literally, okay. we scan every two weeks, and you can imagine how you're just very nervous. You are just they're waiting to hear the heartbeat, you know, just to hear it. And once you hear it, then you're fine. Um, I think for us, that that was the that was very very difficult, um, you know. But J- do, a, yeah, asking, was, do you mind yeah. me asking?
0: you mind asking? Well, how how far were you on the miscarriage? How far so on were you?
1: He was. Um, twenty eight weeks. Yeah, twenty eight weeks. It was six months. Yeah, so it was nearly six months. Yeah, it's twenty eight weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it was crazy because when we then passed that um that point with Jonas, yeah, you know, you're still you're still very nervous because you know anything can still happen. Anything can happen, even up to the point of birth. Yeah, Um, you know. So we were just, yeah, very, very nervous. And obviously, when Jonas came, it it was was crazy. You know, you don't know how to feel. You don't know how to, you know, how to react. What's the baby? What's the baby gonna look like? Did um, (laughs) did you find out what you were having, or did you leave that as a surprise? I mean, we were trying to leave it as a surprise, or just for you know, might just find out. yeah i think it would be very hard for us to try and just keep it a surprise
0: i I don't know i don't know my parents do it honestly like i don't know know. my wife's friend they're just about to have a baby and um they've waited the whole way through and i'm like wow like how how could you do it like i we paid to have an early scan (laughs) just to find out what we were having
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know I know a lot of people that do that because they just they just can't wait. And I, I believe for us we already had the we already had names down, whether a boy or a girl. We just wanted to be referring to the child, you know, by their name, not yeah, you know, baby or you know, whatever it is. So as soon as we found out we started referring to him you know, by yeah, his name. Yeah. So yeah, it's our So
0: child.
1: Uh, was, was names easy. Did you both agree? She came up with a name. We we had a list of names. Um and I and I thought, you know what? That's that sounds sounds lovely. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't yeah. But obviously with the um all names, and I said, Yeah, what well, this has to be there. And it has to be a name whereby we have to yeah, we both have to agree on. Yeah. We we we
0: changed so my little boy is called Leonardo. Okay. and um he was called Luca. Right up until the birth, pretty much. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> so, oh,
0: wow. so we were like, I oh, know we like I like Luca. And do you know what it was that put us off? Do you watch Peaky Blinders?
1: No, no. No.
0: Okay, so we're in Peaky Blinders, so we watched that. And in the last season, I think it was like season four or whatever it is, they had the they had they got into trouble or got they got involved with the American Mafia. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was this guy that was coming over every week, and he was called Luca Tancretti. So every week in the build-up in the pregnancy, we were watching and hearing Luca, 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 <laughs> Luca, and in the end, we just
1: went, "Yeah, we don't no. like that anymore." <laughs> uh, oh wow! So then it, was, then, the it was, then it was then it was you guys to change it then.
0: Yeah, well then, well then, that's when the argument started because we both agreed on Luca. Yeah, and then I wanted, I wanted Maximiliano, and wow. which. For, for sure, you could call him Maxi, and my wife yeah. likes that, and she agreed on that. But mm-hmm. in it in Italian, there's no X in the alphabet. Ah, okay. So how you how you spell it is Massimiliano. So it's double S, but you pronounce it Maximiliano, right? Ah, wow. So she she was saying, "Oh, we can have Maximiliano, but only if we have the X." And I was like, "But yeah. well, that's the Spanish spelling. I'm not Spanish." Yeah. <laughs> So we couldn't agree for ages on that, and then we and then we we settled on Leonardo. But my wife hates Leonardo. <laughs> she 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 like she loves Leo. When Leo, Leo, Leo. Leonardo, so she calls him Leo. I call him Nardo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, that's yeah. <laughs>
0: it's a okay. compromise. Compromise. Yeah, I guess
1: it's a good compromise. I mean, I guess your son must be very confused then. At first, like why are you calling me Leo? Why are you calling me Nado? I'm very <laughs> sure very you know, first few years of his life was yeah. really confused, like what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so um the day the day of the birth, what was that like? W- were you together when you when she went into birth?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I dro- drove drove to the hospital. Um and um everything was amazing um it's crazy was it, a, crazy. Was it a, a plant cesarean or was it waters broke into hospital um no she was just having um contractions at home okay. so yeah told me uh, she was having a contraction on on monday evening um and um from like 6 6 p.m after i go go home from work uh we tried to just stay at home We before you could have been you know um What's it called? The fake contract- contraction and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but it just it just continued throughout the night. Um, and then I thought, okay, we tracked the, con- the contractions and we thought, let's just stay at home and see. We called the hospital and they said, oh, it sounds like you're still very early on. Um, but by five or 4 a.m., she was just like, nah, she can't do this anymore. So we got ready to go to the hospital. So I had to drive in. So they drive. So obviously I live in Riverside in Barking, But we excuse me. We chose um St. Thomas's Hospital in the West Westminster. So had to drive all the way there. By the time we got there, she was already six centimeters dilated. Um so I guess yeah, we <laughs> we made the right decisions to to go in. Um yeah, everything. Was was good. We were being monitored, like literally. So we did something called home from home because we just wanted to have the experience of not being in the labor world. So we just we had our room to ourselves um, okay. throughout the, throughout the whole process. Um, but you, obviously, you wouldn't have access to like um, epidural and stuff like that. It was just only like um, gas and hair and um, yeah. our, our temp aromatherapy. Yeah, aromatherapy was and if you wanted um a water bed there was like a pool like Nesdo. Yeah but we, well, we didn't use that. So everything thankfully went well. Um yeah it was it was a good birth experience yeah. How long was it? So we got to the hospital from at seven. So um she was still six centimeters up to the up to about like i think maybe 11 and then it was crazy how it changed from like six to like nine centimeters like we checked it was just like oh you're still six centimeters and then it checked again because my wife was feeling like she had the urge to push obviously you know how complicated it is that you can't push too early you can't push too late just try and keep yourself together and then they checked again she was she was nine and i think Around this time, she was. The time was around like one a.m., oh, sorry, one p.m. So, okay. um, yeah, and, um, she became. I mean, I would say active labor went on for like two hours. Um, wow. And um, it was it was fine.
0: I remember yeah. I, uh, speaking to a guy the other day who said that when they got to hot, they were in hospital for fifty-two
1: hours in labor. I, I hear that and I'm just like, how is that even possible I, when I hear that, I always ask, are you sure do you mean, <laughs> you mean after labor or when the cramps start you know but i i do i do yeah. have i've gone through'm just like oh my gosh yeah
0: well we we had a plan cesarean so we we had a time we got in we knew what
1: day it was gonna be and yeah, do so, you only have one child or two we have one you have one okay
0: y- yeah. Yeah, i'd love to i'd love to have more but i can't convince my wife that she wants anything.
1: <laughs> i mean that's one benefit when you're a bit young sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, tend to have more time to um sort of negotiate.
0: I, I had to um to really negotiate hard for the one because she didn't even want one. Oh wow so yeah. uh yeah she she started um she put all the roadblocks in in the so it'd be like you know i started saying uh so my boy's nearly three. So about 31, 32, I'm sort of saying, do you know what? I'll, my wife's three years younger than me. So I'm starting to say, do you know, I, I quite fancy having kids. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, they want to. And I'm like, we should have kids. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, you've got, we've got to buy a house. I want to get married. So she putting all these things in the way. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So just, got married, bought the house. And I was like, right now we're having a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see, I think I'm, I'm so lucky. I didn't have, yeah, the sort of um, issues because I think I would still be on the journey of trying to, trying to buy a house. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do every, do everything like yeah, especially that. Especially down there. Jesus. I wouldn't even like to think about buying a house in London. When do you say you leaving now? Manchester. Well, near Manchester. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we have to be, I guess, on a crazy salary to to afford a house here in London. I get, um, I get annoyed buying a pine in London. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything is double the price here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like crazy, And it's just hard because for us, our support network are all in London, and you know, and when we do think, like, oh, we're gonna try and save up and buy somewhere else, we're just like, um, we don't know anyone else in this area. How are we gonna be coming to church? And it's just. I know what you would get for the amount of money you would pay for, like a Uh one or two bed. Yeah, probably have a three, four bed bedroom outside London.
0: Yeah, I mean, we—I've got a friend who lives uh, Clapham, Clapham Junction. He's got a one one bed apartment. It's like five hundred and eighty thousand pound. That's easy. Yeah,
1: even even back in Riverside, yeah, because it's an up and coming um, um, area. You know, I think a one bed flat is going for three fifty. Jesus for a one bed flat, and, and know, <laughs> it's crazy for for a one bed. And I know you can go to like even somewhere just down the road, like Luton, and you're getting a free four bed flat for that same price. Yeah, well, we, we got a free bed detached up here. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. But again, I mean, I guess the the older you get, sometimes you you're more mature when you think about the fact that <clears throat> it's not just about Sometimes being close to like everything you want to have, but you have yeah. to think about yourself and, and your family. Um, yeah, I think, I,
0: think it, I think it's important to make sure that you've got the support around you, though, because it's not easy, is it? As you know, yeah, coming into it, having kids yeah. now, and you do need. So, so we live we live Cheshire, um, mm-hmm. but all my family live in Lincolnshire. Okay, so like near Nottingham that way. So mm-hmm. my family are miles away, but my wife's family are all f- from the area. And without the support that they give, I think it'd be yeah, near impossible. Near impossible. I, I actually, one of my neighbours has just had a kid, and they're um, I think their family are in Essex. So it's like a long way away yeah. for <coughs> any support. And so,
1: and I think that's one of the things people. That's one of the reasons why people push having children like just very yeah. far because they feel like, one, if they don't have that support, what's the point of having to go through the struggle? Um, And it's it's even been really difficult for us in some aspects because of the pandemic. And even though we even live in London, you still find that you're still not close to people as much as you (laughs) you would love to. Um, But thankfully, uh, you know, our um, brother and sister-in-law were able to move into the same block us us so they just live upstairs from us. so we're able to wow, form okay. this bubble and it's crazy man like i've truly appreciated just that support um yeah. because if if we didn't have it yeah it would have been very different and very difficult so so how old is um jonah jonas is just on one 21 in january so okay he's, he's 30 months old yeah yeah so okay yeah pretty much
0: brand new baby and then the world goes into full lockdown for you guys. Yep. yep. It's a it's a lockdown grand baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's really not seen much of the outside world at all. No, it's
1: it's, it's yeah, crazy play stuff. centers, all that sort of stuff not been able yeah. to go. No, it's it's funny cuz I work in a play center. Um <clears throat> so like working like in a in the Short start Children's Center and yeah, I was looking forward to like you know you know I've same seeing him there, you know, telling my wife to come and um yeah and <laughs> that has that, that hasn't I think it happened when we did when the um restrictions was were lifted earlier put like once. Yeah um but yeah it's been it's barely been to places like that. Yeah
0: yeah anyway. yeah I, I feel I, I think you. I was going to say you got lucky. In in, in, uh, what I mean that is, you had him in January, so you had the first couple of months where people could come and see him. You can take him out to friends and family. Mm -hmm. I feel sorry for the parents that have had babies in lockdown and they've not been able to share that share that experience with with friends and family.
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny because there are people who actually um, prefer that. I know, because obviously I, I work with like, with parents and I've seen just, uh, I've, I met a, uh, well, my friend actually met a parent who just had um twin and oh, she wow. said she actually liked the fact that no one is coming around because yeah, she likes it. literally, yeah, and just like, oh, okay, I wouldn't think people would actually appreciate that. But at the same time, I understand it because you always feel like you're being pressurized to, to do something that... You don't want to do because my mother is around, you know. My mom is around, so I feel like I need to do this or do certain things in a certain way. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, in one of the blogs that I wrote, I talked about how
0: just ignore what people say to you because mm-hmm. people people are very quick to say, "Oh, you need to do this, or you need to do that, or I did this, and if you do this, it'll work." But all kids are different, right? Yep. So. What works, what works for your kid won't work for my kid. So, yeah. yeah, take the advice, but just don't. A lot of people put the put pressure on themselves to actually do everything that my mom said or everything that yeah. my dad said, and it's they're all so they're so different. The kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even mean, even yeah. even within the family. So you know, I have friends yeah. who had one <clears> kid, and the second kid's a complete
1: different animal. It's so true. I mean, because I work with you and, and I say this a lot. <laughs> so, I think from day one, I've I've always just said, you know, I even say to my <clears throat> to my fellow fathers and just say, look, one big mistake you ever do to yourself is to compare your your child to someone else's yeah. child, and that's something that I still need to. I'm still telling myself every single day, like, look, <clears throat> do not compare Jonas with with this child because, yeah. He's different, is unique, and that's one thing, yeah, fathers need to realize that, look, your child is unique and yeah, your child's path is different from another child's path. So it's just think about your child and his development and support your child in the way that, you know, that support will sort of help him and shape him yeah. in the way that, you know, he's meant to grow.
0: And it's so easy to compare though because that's a, that's what we do isn't it the age the age of social media everybody's looking at what everybody else is doing yeah uh, when I mean, you know the reality is what lot, a, lot, a lot a lot of what you see on social media isn't real anyway
1: No, nah. so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: so that's you know people people put a lot of pressure on making sure they look good for the gram or making Mm. sure that they're living up to these lifestyles. You know, see a lot of, I know a lot of guys that go out, obviously not now because nobody can go out, but before, you know, they'll go out, they'll be splashing bottles of champagne they'll be doing this, but then they'd be skint for the rest of the month.
1: Yeah. But their Instagram looks good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is, it's very, it's very, it's very difficult. Even for me, it's something that, I also have to wrestle with, you know, you know. I'm trying, try my best to obviously share my journey and stuff like that. But I'm also trying not to just make it look glorious, in a sense. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, it it is fatherhood is difficult. Um, I'm raising a child is very hard. Um, especially well, you've got. You've got some
0: brilliant photos on
1: yours. I must admit. <laughs> uh, at
0: first, I didn't even. To be honest, I didn't even know what country you lived in. To be honest, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, the pictures you've got, you know, you're um, uh, you're, skiing, no, you're guess, abroad, London, <laughs> very well travelled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> try my try my best. Try with my my camera skill here and there. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 not. Nice. So I think. Again, for me, I, haven't, I also haven't really put a lot of time into that because I literally just started. I think it was, was it this year? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was this year. I think it was January, actually. You know, okay. I had a normal Instagram page, and I thought, you know what? It's no purpose in this. Let me try and, and see what other dads are doing out there, you know, how dads yeah. are encouraging themselves because there's there are a lot of, like, mom bloggers and stuff like that, but yeah. it's not really for dads, you know. So if no. you know what let me make my my instagram page more way much purposeful so i thought you know what, let me start start this and support that but yeah i think one of the things i'm aiming to be doing more is also share the difficult parts um yeah the real, the real stuff yeah yeah
0: and do you know what that that it's, it's exactly that is the reason why i started doing my what, what i was what i've done you know I, mm. I start initially i started the blog and i just started writing and i started to enjoy that creative process of doing that and then someone said to me why don't you do a podcast as well mm. I thought, so you know, what? That's, that's a good idea and the whole the whole point is to just have tell the story of pregnancy and growing up but from the perspective that you don't often hear, because you mm-hmm. often hear about mom and baby, mom and baby's doing great, mom and baby are doing fine.
1: Yeah. You, know, you
0: often hear that, but you never, know, you don't always always hear. Well, how did dad do throughout all of that? How did how was dad feeling? How has life changed for dad? And mm-hmm. actually, a lot a lot of men have struggled through becoming a dad for the first time. And I think if if someone can tell their story about how they struggled, and somebody else listens to that and thinks, actually, do you know what? I'm not on my own. I do. I am. I'm feeling like I had one of of the guys that I interviewed. a good friend of mine, actually, but I didn't know this about him. But what he said was the first three months, he really struggled to connect with his child. I just couldn't, just couldn't connect. And then it was three months in, like a light bulb clicked and it was just like, wow. but he, he really struggled. And I think sometimes... Some some men because the, the the statistic we talked about earlier when we talked about seventy five percent of men that kill themselves, and um, there's there's a, there's one statistic that isn't often talked about within that, and within that seventy five percent, thirty three percent of them are, are new fathers. Wow. So you know, could it could it be some as simple as that? You know, sometimes they haven't connected with the child, and they're thinking, why, what's wrong with me? You know, you know, why haven't I connected? Um and I think if someone else can tell that story and somebody else can listen and hear actually i'm not I'm not alone, somebody else has gone through this mm-hmm. that's all that's
1: all it's all about no it's definitely true um I mean for me, yeah, thankfully i mean I'm just trying to think if <clears throat> if I ever had that experience I, I think yeah it was i think for me right now is even trying not to love my child more than I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now, I think that's a struggle for me because it's just it's, it's, the love and affection I pour into my child is just I can't I can't contain it. You know, I just love him so much, and, and I try just to try not to make my wife too jealous. It's hard. It's, it's hard. And do you know what? It's a it's a hard one to explain that as well
0: because I've got you know I've I've told this story a lot on here, but it's I've got a friend who just does not understand he's single, you'd be surprised to hear. Um, but he just can't understand how you would love a child. He's like, Yeah. Like, you know, I went out of him one day and he was like, so I was I went out for dinner with him and my little boy, and he's he just turned to me and went, but do you love him? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, But why? Like, what's he done? Like, wh- why do you love him? And it's it's hard to explain, but right. you do
1: you do get that instant, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah. Like, like I said, like what it they've done, it's, it's nothing they've done. It's just, <laughs> it's just crazy. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, well, I don't know why, but it's well, just, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? It, it also amazes me why or how dads can walk away and not have to want any, not want to have any involvement in their kid's life. Look, I get that parents split up sometimes, and s- mm. sometimes it's unavoidable. But then to split up and not have any involvement in your kid's life, I find that yeah. unacceptable. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that because, yeah, it's it's crazy, <clears throat> it's crazy. I mean, like we, like we, like we've said and established before, it is difficult, um, yeah. of course, but it's just, it's just that. You know when you're getting home from work and the first place when you your you know your son or your your daughter sees you like the smile they give you in the run towards yeah. you. You can't compare that to anything. Sometimes your wife doesn't even give you that. <laughs> <laughs> My wife definitely doesn't give me that. <laughs> and it's just crazy. Like, look, there's someone that really that cares about me that is like eager for me to get home and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, it's
0: crazy. Are you, are you a football fan, Junior?
1: Yeah, therefore. Well, fortunately, the team right next to you, so I support United. So, Uh, good.
0: Yeah, so, so, yeah, same. I'm supporting United. because I was going to say, I don't know if you've seen, but have you seen that banner at Old Trafford which says United Kids Wife?
1: No, (laughs) yeah,
0: in that order. It's it's famous, it's been there years, but it says (laughs) United Kids
1: Wife. (laughs) No, I've never seen that one. No, did you watch the game today? I did did um, be annoyed. I knew that was gonna happen because we are we are prone to be considering on set. Face. So I was just I was looking forward to I was just like you know I wasn't I wasn't confident because the way um Milan was just on us for the last twenty minutes, I was like, Yeah, they're gonna get it go. It's just a matter of time.
0: Just so inconsistent United at the minute. Like you know, we,
1: we, we battered City at the weekend <laughs> and then tonight. Do you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I didn't expect United to win tonight. I didn't even you expect didn't. a draw. No, I did not expect us to get a draw. Mm. I was I was looking for us to lose that game because we don't have a lot of, of our key players. So yeah. I, you know, if anything, yeah, if we lose, please try not to lose by a bad result because going to zero to try claim claim um the winning uh, will be the winning will be very difficult. Yeah. yeah. So a draw, a draw was a fair point. I would say we didn't deserve the draw. Um, Milan, therefore, deserved the win tonight. But, um, but then again, I guess the team defended well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Junior,
0: moving forward, and wrap, really wrapping up because we're we're nearly at the end of uh, this podcast. But any any
1: more kids in the future? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, we would love to have more kids. We're just trying to. Um, plan our way around it, you know, it's it is still very tricky knowing not knowing what the future holds. So, you know, we want to yeah. try and make sure we're in the best position and yeah. be ready to have more kids. So we don't want to do it without planning. Um, but at the same time, we don't want planning to deter us from having more kids because there's always a lot of things people say, oh, marriage is difficult, but we, we find that it's not as difficult as we make it out to be oh having children is difficult but we've had one and it, thankfully it's been it's been it's been okay um we've been able to survive it's been a year and it's still going still going well so we're just trying to have the right balance um and a purpose for our family so definitely we would love to have more more kids did you want
0: a boy or did you have any preference
1: on that? You know what? It's crazy. I would have thought I would I would love to have a girl at first. Um, but now I don't think I'll yeah, going forward I wouldn't have any preference. I just think, you know, your, your children is just yeah, the children, you love them boy or girl.
0: Yeah. I say because I knew that I had one shot and that was it, I was I was desperate for a boy, it had to be a boy.
1: Yeah, so yeah i got lucky
0: i got lucky uh, but you know not na- like I, I, i'm not even embarrassed to admit that when i found out i was having a boy i cried my eyes out i wow. was so happy but mm-hmm. um i think and and actually before that i was always like it better be a boy it better be i don't want a girl i don't want a girl if it's a girl i'm going to be upset but <laughs> i think i think now i've got the boy i would love to have a little girl
1: yeah yeah i mean there's, there's always that that sort of yeah um, just inch like you just want to how you want to you want to feel how different it would be to have a girl. Like, would there be yeah. any similarities or would there be any differences? Well, I,
0: you know, naively, I always used to say when when um when we first got pregnant, I was like, look, if it's a boy, I, I'm pretty, I'm I've got be, I've got a little boy covered. I know what you do with a boy, pretty easy. Pretty play football, you get down the park. And I was like, but with a
1: girl, like what do you do with a girl do do? it's true <laughs> it's actually true yeah i've no thought about that really i think i would yeah. just just leave out to my wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think you're best. yeah well i've
0: got i've got a friend who um had he had three girls oh, no wow. no he had four girls four girls and um when I had my little boy, he used to message me up because I'd put pictures on Snapchat or whatever. And he'd mm. always reply saying, Oh, I'm so jealous. I'd love to have a little boy. I'd be like, mate, just just have a been, go. You. Like, have another one. Go on, give it a go. <laughs> and he's like, I, I can't, I can't risk another girl. Um, but you know what he did? He risked another girl and so and he yeah, he risked it and he got a boy on his on his, oh. on his uh, fifth go. Oh wow. So wow. He,
1: yeah, he, That's it though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 it has to be Did you try again i've known that girl yeah 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 no.
0: that would have been that would have been hard i mean you you know yourself growing up in that like four i'm growing up with four girls so.
1: yeah i mean yeah the girls would just hate you really to be honest because <laughs> yeah you, you yeah your parents especially if you're the last one i mean i was i wasn't the last one but <clears throat> thinking about your friend if you're the if the boy is gonna be the last one, then yeah, it's gonna have a very difficult time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. presumably because the
0: world's been locked down, you haven't managed to take your son back to Nigeria
1: to see family or anything? No, no, I haven't. Um just hoping for everything to settle down and um just yeah. Like I said, we 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 do like traveling. Um that's one thing we're trying to instill in our son just to be more to be very cultured and um, yeah. just be able to experience um, different places, you know, from as early as, as possible. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's important. I think I, I didn't I didn't have a holiday until I was about sixteen. I don't think so. We didn't do that hey, f- yo, in, in, yo, in, in, in my family
1: until I came to no. <laughs> school.
0: <screen>? Wow, <laughs> this was my yeah. first.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why for me it was always important that. I wanted my boy to, because, you know, you know what it's like growing up, you know, mm-hmm. you see your friends all shooting off
1: all over the world and you're just sat there like, mm. see ya. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely true. I mean, we always want the best for our children we always want to give them the the things we didn't have, um, obviously the good, the good things, the things that would make their life um, better. So um, I think that's what we're, what we're aiming for. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's it. Is that is the ultimate aim? Is to, I, I say this a lot, and I write this a lot. That your ultimate aim as a parent is to make your children's life
1: better than your own. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm just gonna say this quickly. Obviously, it's it's quite a tricky one for 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 dad, especially. I don't know if this would mainly apply to like a young dad or new dad or wherever stage they're at, you know, just that—that <clears throat> that fear of not knowing how to raise raise your child, like what are you meant to be doing at a certain stage, or are you doing the right things, or you know, it, it, yes, it's. I think for me, that's all the things I'm sort of going through in my head right now. You know, am I am I might, being a good dad um, to my child to the best of my ability? Yeah. You know? um, what, what the plans that I have for him, what am I, how am I trying to, um, to raise him up to, to be, um, not just a good person, you know, but to be a, a reputable, you know, man and someone that would contribute to society in, in a, um, in, in a great way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just for me personally, that's, that's one thing I think I'm going through right now, and, and sometimes you just don't want to feel like you're going through the motion of just fulfilling your daddy duties, and um, you know everything will just fall in place. And I guess that's when the challenging part can be for some men. You know, they might feel like they're not equipped enough because they're not, they're not even, they're not grown enough, grown up enough to look after themselves. How can they look after someone else? But yeah. it's not encouraging encouraging anyone to have a child when they can't even look after themselves. But but at the same time, it's it's a it's a totally different um um subject when then you're trying to look after a child. Because, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, do you know what I think? I think a few a few guys that have been young dads, you know, and 19, 20, and been getting into trouble before that one of them had been to prison and, you know, he had the kid and it just completely changed his life. And I think if, if you'd have asked him at 19, mm-hmm. whether or not he could have had kids, it, he would have probably said the same. I can't look after myself, but having kids just changes your, your mentality and your outlook mm-hmm. and your, your perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and actually one of, one of, one of my blogs that I wrote recently, I said that, you know, it, it your life isn't over when you become a parent it's a new life it's a chance to reinvent yourself and you know become a better person and and Mm -hmm. forget the old you that's gone that's you know that's your different person and it's about flourishing and becoming a new and better person Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. no it's definitely true definitely true i mean again yeah it's it's a daily challenge of just ensuring that you know you're sort of placing the needs of, of, your, of your tribe before yours and doing it's almost like everything everything you're doing now is sort of to put them in a in the better position um, yep. I guess. Yep. yeah yeah
0: yeah No, listen junior it's been great speaking to you thanks for thanks for coming on i'll i'll continue to watch your uh Look at your fantastic pictures that you take on your Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really, really appreciate it. No, no. I say thanks
0: for coming on and sharing sharing your story, mate. And lay we'll hopefully keep in touch and um, probably speak again. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: Fab. All right, Junior.
1: Junior take care.
0: Cheers, buddy.